2: Get in the know. Non stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com.
0: Dude, the rhino might be back, bro.
1: Football. This playoff week. Playoff week. Mm. That's what you live in for, the man. National Football League, Booney. Ah. This song's just been bouncing in my head. How could it not? What a great tune, right? Either that song or this one. This song legitimately, I think, is in my head about 40% of the day.
0: Yeah.
1: Dude, I can't wait for a. It. Hey, it's time for the I, play, I know we're talking guys. Vikings,
0: but I can't wait for that Sunday night game. The Cincinnati Ravens game. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Well,
1: Cincinnati. the Ravens, but I feel like, aren't they on like a third string quarterback? Lamar Jackson yeah, has care. a practice. I just want to like, see
0: Cincinnati destroy them. I just can't yeah. wait.
1: Cincinnati is... Uh, Eight straight wins for Cincinnati, 10 straight wins for your 49ers. By the way, that's Alex mm. Boone. He spent 10 years in the NFL, long time with the 49ers. He played in a Super Bowl. He started a Super Bowl and played for the Vikings, and um, now he's here, just educating me and you and the masses on what the Vikings are doing right and wrong. The frauds. And we finally have yeah, the frauds. Well, what Fraud. do you, So what do you think? I was telling you off microphone. That uh, so, so Vegas, the most of the sports books have the Vikings as a three point favorite in this game. Mm -hmm, They did just mm -hmm. beat the Giants a few uh, weeks back. And as of yet, I think this has come down a little bit, but as of yesterday, 95% of the betting money, according to Action Network, is on the Giants. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nobody believes the public, anyways. I know. Nobody believes.
0: Yeah, they're frauds. You know, somehow they're the third seed out of nowhere. Yeah, they must have just while well, everybody was sleeping. They must have just stole that card and been like, "Oh, well, just sit here; nobody'll notice." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many times we went to the public for answers?
1: <laughs> hey, I want, in fact, I want to do something right now. Do it. I want to play if we still have these loaded up here. I think we do. I'm gonna switch over to uh, Purple Daily here in the uh, the old catalog. I want to play a couple things for you. I was scouring the internet yesterday. hear what the new york media is saying about the vikings in this game and so i'm just gonna i'm gonna play you a couple of clips here and i want your thoughts all right let's start with it yeah but here's the
0: thing uh g i gotta tell you you know the the vikings looked pretty damn good yesterday (laughs) and i know it's
2: against the bears and i know it's outside i tell you you're like you've been watching a lot of those comedy routines with your instagram reels and i think that's where you're getting like some skill here they looked pretty damn good yesterday. Yeah. They played a team who was trying to tank to get the number one overall pick. Yes. They played their third and fourth string quarterbacks yep. in the football yep. game. All right. So uh, what do you mean looks pretty you damn know, you still, good? You still got to play. You got to show up and play and you got to win. About the previous week when it right. was actually something on the line and they had an opportunity to get the two seed and then they would have had Seattle in week one and then a uh, home game in the Divisional. So they had won that game and they got their teeth kicked in on national tv how about that but when they play the bears who are officially the worst team this year who are trying to tank they looked pretty damn good first team in the history of football 13 wins negative i know point differential i mean i know their defense is fraudulent we all understand that but i don't see see i this is where i will disagree you can't be a fraud if no one believes in you there is nobody who believes in them you know, I, I that you can't be a fraud if nobody thinks you're any good.
1: The second guy actually is a Vikings fan, and he's just sort of like Going he lives in it. New York. He's doing a morning show, and he's he's criticizing his own team. He makes a but great. But that's point. the that's the New York flavor, right there. <laughs> you Can't be a fraud <laughs> if no one believes in you.
0: No one believes in this deep defense. Uh, defense is skeptical. No question. When you're ranked like dead last, it's tough. But I think at one point. I think it was the Chiefs, what, two years ago? Offense was ranked in, like, the top five. Defense was ranked, like, last. And eventually, like, they just outweigh each other. Because eventually, the offense starts going. And, yeah, I get it. They hit in spurts. But, I mean, the way this team's lined up this week, I, I just.
1: Are you ready? Oh, my gosh. I love playoff week. It's been three years since. The Vikings haven't been to the playoffs in three years. They did beat. They beat the Saints. Kirk Cousins threw a nice little 42-yard pass to Thielen, found Rudolph, mm-hmm. and then they got drubbed by, I think it was the Niners, that just the Niners. Yeah. beat the brakes off them in the, in the second week. Can I, can I give you my, uh, I know you love stats, and we'll I get to a full film breakdown. We've got a bunch of stuff on the them. Giants. We'll get to yeah. it. Um, I know you love stats. I want to give you my stat of the week here from uh, loyal listener Brent, loyal Purple Daily listener. He went back and did 20 years of research. I don't think it took him 20 years, but he went back, like, the last 20 seasons in the NFL. Yeah. And uh, so the Vikings, like you said, have statistically a bottom five scoring defense this year. Mm. The last 20 years, only two bottom five defenses have made the playoffs. Can I name the- one of them? Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, never mind. Go ahead. Oh, you can guess. I think. No, no. Go ahead. No? Okay. Yeah. The 2022 Vikings... And the 2008 Arizona Cardinals who went to the Super Bowl. Kurt Warner, veteran, savvy yeah. pocket passer, young, electric, unstoppable wide receiver in Larry Fitzgerald. And then a defense. That, th- that team also got blown out, like doors blown off of them four or five times that year, twice in December. They got beat like 48 to 7 in week 16 that year. Dusted themselves <laughs> off. All right, that's okay. We got Larry Fitzgerald and Kurt we're Warner. Good. Let's go win a home playoff game in the wild card round and then, yep. boom, score 30 points in every game. And then they, they were up in the second half, I think, in that Super Bowl, too. Yep. And uh, and the Steelers came back. So it ha- it has happened before that a bad defense like this with similar sort of offensive parts has made a run into, into February, Booney.
0: Absolutely. Dude, this is... And then, you know, I was talking to Jeremiah today about it, and I was telling him that I think, and I truly believe this, that the fact that they played so many close games, when you get into January, and if you get lucky enough to play into February, that will play into your favor. I mean, this this whole, we're not out of it until the clock hits double zeros, that whole thing, that's a mantra, that's a belief, and these guys do believe it. And that's why, they, to me, they're so scary. It's because for the entire 17, 18 weeks of the season, everyone's told them how bad they suck, and they just, they win. And yeah, they lose, and sometimes they lose horrifically bad, and – so does everybody else in this league like it's not, I can't honestly tell you that I haven't seen a game where we were like wait chiefs lost to who yeah <laughs> we'll dust that off but like everyone looks that apart and it's to me it's the same thing it's just they're mad because they don't have an answer for why it is and it's the point differential it's because it's not sexy and they're not over here winning 60 to nothing and it's they're fighting these tough games and they're they're prepared to go the distance and everyone's like well they bring up the third quarter and you know and all this stuff and it's at times they lay goose eggs in these quarters and it's like but they win the game. Lose the battle, win the war. All right. Yeah. And, and also, too, I'm like, lost?
1: it's kind of rare. I don't know how many teams, You maybe you can tell me, like, how many times have you gone through, in this case, a 17-game season, and you can legitimately say, for, for a good team, I'm not talking about trash teams, like, a good team hasn't actually thrown its best punch yet. I don't think we've seen this team come out and just play awesome football, all three phases for three hours yet. And maybe we're at this point, like if you lose to the giants, you might, maybe they just don't have it, but, but But, it's there. They haven't done it yet,
0: but that's what could be the one dangerous thing. And I guess I see everybody's point because they're, what we're saying is we don't think we've seen them play their best football. And what everyone else is saying is no, they have, they're showing you this is their best hand right? and they're winning by two or three points. And, to me, you're, I'm like, okay, I see your point. I hope you see how my point is valid. They're winning these games at the end of the day. Nobody really goes back in the Super Bowl and is like, you know, what did they do week one, second quarter? Like everyone just eventually says, hey, listen, this is a good team. They're a tough team. They're prepared to go all the way until the end of the game. Now, at times in this season, they've been punched in the mouth and they fell apart. But we could say that about a lot of people. I mean, Jeremiah and I were just arguing about it, and he was saying something about, like, what happened two weeks ago? And I was like, well, well you know what? When we play Green Bay in the playoffs, I'll be concerned. Like that's one of those things that I'll start to worry about, right? Like you know what I'm saying? Like
1: <laughs> By the way, that's uh for the audience who has no idea, that's Jeremiah Cyrils, your former uh your former teammate with the Vikings is you guys are having a a a bro slumber party here tonight. My my, my partner in crime.
0: <laughs> my partner in crime. No. And uh but to me that's like that's the positive in all this. And I know that being in those rooms before, you know everyone's always trying to be optimistic. And I know when everyone's coming down on you at times, you're like, hey, guys, listen, let's not forget. Let's keep the main thing the main thing. We're the third seed. We fought our way in here. Who's the hell to say we don't fight our way out of here? You know what I'm saying? Burn the boats. Let's figure out what happens. But for right now, we're focused on the Giants. And to me, this is a good matchup. You know, watching the film from the last game, because it's really the last game that they played. If you really look at both of their, you know what I'm saying, the way that both of their seasons ended, that was really the last game that they both kind of came out and did well and because like you had heard before with that guy yelling at Boomer Sizen but you know playing the Bears that really wasn't a game they didn't really come out and play hard like that was kind of a layup for them and then the game before that obviously played Green Bay but you go back and you look at that Giants game and you talk about the way that these Vikings team could attack them I think you see a lot of CJ Ham on the field this week wow. I think
1: oh. I Dude, oh. the hamster. I got to hit you with the football. If you're going to talk fullback, I got to hit you with the football. football. The sandwich, man.
0: No, because when, when ham's on the field, they're automatically, they go to base. They bring Ooh, hot ham big and nose cheese. Yeah. Dude, and it all of a sudden, you know what happens in base. We like to run our play action. And that's another thing that kind of plays into my card because Jeremiah made a great point. When you're down to your third center and you're down to your second string tackle and you at times have trouble over there. It can be difficult when it's third and 15. You can't always chip your way out of there. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, it's like, hey, listen, you know what really backs into this plan well is a lot of play action. Get a lot of double teams across the board. We start helping people out. At times, the tight end leaks out late. At times, you might have to say, hey, listen, we're going to spread them out because they do don, wink, My dude loves to blitz. 45% like he's just everywhere, right? Yeah, they blitz more
1: by far than any team in the NFL. It's ridiculous. He always has. He's
0: been like that forever, and he's very reckless at times, and it's fun to watch, and it's hard to play against because when there's people flying all over and mass bodies and chaos and confusion, it becomes a little chaotic, and that to me is what falls into this scheme of, hey, listen, we're going to play action, and we're going to bottle it all up. Or we're going to spread it way out and we're going to have a quick answer for everything. Because if they do bring pressure and they bring this hot, or say they just rush four and we can't assume that everyone's just going to get their blocks like they were in week three, four, and five because we don't have the same right side. Now all of a sudden we have a quick answer for everybody. And that to me, it plays into their hand very well. Hey, we're either going to try and go for the deep ball, the middle ball, or we're going to throw it quick.
1: So in your, if it, or put yourself in the locker room, put yourself uh, as, a, as a coach or a player, where, you know, whatever seat you want to take right now. These two teams, like you said, they just played each other, what, a month ago or whatever? and it And it was a high-octane offensive game. It was like 800 yards of total offense. Uh, Vikings wind up kicking a 61-yard field goal to win it. In that game, Justin Jefferson caught 12 passes. TJ Hawkinson caught 13.
0: 12. Yeah, like That's what I'm saying. And this was another thing that plays into it. One of their weaknesses on their defense is their ability to cover tight ends. And we have a phenomenal one here. And And Irv Smith is back too, by the way. And that's what's going to make it a little more interesting is now all of a sudden we got another weapon to use. And all of a sudden we can start bringing out two tight ends. And at the same time, it's kind of like, what would you play to that? Would you play nickel to that? Would you play base to that? And at the same time, are you going to invite pressure to that? You know, they're going to be chipping their way out of there. And at the same time, if Irv gets the ball, he's fresh.
1: He's got to be going right. He's got to be 200% ready to go. Yeah. So, but, but if something works that well in the first matchup, you got, you know, 25 catches between, well, let's even just sticking to the tight end because Jefferson catches 12 passes against everyone. So he's (laughs) like Hawkinson catches 13 passes. If I'm the Vikings, I'm thinking, well, they're probably not going to want that to happen again. So, how much does the take me through the chess match of you're facing someone again pretty quickly? Mm-hmm. You know what worked against them last time. Do you keep right. feeding the thing that worked, or do you expect them to make an adjustment and now you now you scheme to do something different before they can? Cut you no. off? How does that You work?
0: are you are who you are. I would expect a lot of blitz, especially when you go down to your second string tackle and you have a new center in there. Possibly, you're like, hey, listen, we're throwing everything at them. And that was the one thing is they love to play over, and the minute they go to under, it's an automatic pressure look. Like they're gonna bring somebody, and a lot of it's Jalen Smith running through the a gaps. And that's one of those things where it just causes a little bit of confusion at the last second. A guy running through, a guy all of a sudden coming out of nowhere, and it's just. It's one of these things where it's like, hey, if they got new guys out there that haven't played a long time and they haven't really gelled well, let's just start throwing crazy things at him. And then he does that naturally. His his exotic looks, I remember watching him in Baltimore like, I don't even know how you're IDing this. You're basically just sitting back and going, oh my God, just come to me. Somebody just run
1: into me, just please. Just please throw the ball quickly. <laughs> Get rid of it.
0: There no, is, okay, I,
1: I gotta be honest, I spent about uh, four hours today just crunching Football. crunching film that I really don't even know what I'm so watching. Fun. So, but uh, I wanted to find, you know, your homework assignment to me was just find some interesting things that, that the Vikings could could either pull off on on their own or borrow from other teams. And, um, and we'll get to some of this shortly, but you're right. One of the things I noticed, uh, two things that you've been right about already. The number of just different blitz looks they'll give you, that all of a sudden insane. it's like overloading one side out of nowhere yeah. with, you know, two linebackers and a defensive back. It's crazy. But the other thing, the Cowboys... I think the Cowboys beat the Giants twice, but on the Thanksgiving game, I sped through just like the the quick, like you can kind of fast forward through like the all-22 cam. Yeah. They must have run play action on every other play. It was it's, insane. They just said, we're going to counter whatever they're going to do with play action and make them stop in their tracks every other play.
0: It's awesome because when you – when and this is the long argument, and it was great today because Jeremiah was talking to his boys today about formations and protections, and a lot of that was kind of like, Howard, who the personnel that you bring out is basically inviting the defense that you're going to play, right? And that's why I said when you invite CJ Ham on the field, it instantly makes them go back to base. and. Base when I came in the NFL, was huge. Everybody played base right away. Now it's all nickel. Everybody wants to play nickel. Let's get the extra speedy guy in the field because all of a sudden these RPOs are just hitting like way too much, right? And so when you put CJ on the field, you force that nickel off the field and you put a big 350-pound dude right in the middle of the field. And then you basically say, hey, we can try and keep as much as our offense the same. It's not going to look the same with the fullback on the field. We're obviously not going to have Kirk and Gunn with CJ next to him, stuff like that. But... We can still keep our play action alive. We can get back to the run game. That's another thing for me. If and Jeremiah and I both agree on this one is, they got a little too far away from the run game, and I think that over time we kind of forgot about it because how well JJ was playing and how well Kirk was kind of getting rid of the ball and like stepping up and at times getting decapitated and still making great plays. And so it's like, we don't need them until you need them, and now it's kind of turning to that point to where. I feel like the Giants are going to be like, dude, you're going to have to prove it to us. You're going to have to prove that you can actually stick with this run game, and it's going to be interesting to see because that's going to be the biggest chess match to me. Is if, you know, this prediction of CJ on the field puts a nose, takes the nickel off, makes you a little bit faster than them. What if they do play nickel, and then all of a sudden it's like prove to us that you're really good at running the ball, and then you have to go out there and do it. And that's one of the questions that you had asked me weeks ago was, what does it mean to say and that. I forget exactly how you phrase it, but to fear the run, to fear you in the run or whatever. And I was to establish yeah, the run, to establish the run. And that's basically what they could say is well, you need to establish this run in order for us to take this nickel off the field. And that could be an advantage for them, being able okay, to stop so, the run a
1: nickel. But what's your opinion? So when you have, and I think Brad, Bradbury was limited today. So there, there's a chance they might try to run like a 75% Bradbury out there. So we'll just uh, have to. It's...
0: Nah, with Dexter Lawrence in there and Leonard Williams, that would be very not smart. So, so it's maybe, probably
1: probably a healthy Chris Reed
0: and for just sure. roll. With I it. wouldn't mess with that. I wouldn't, so especially because you, we don't want to pressure up the middle.
1: Well, so that's kind of my question. If 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 you do roll out there and, and you got Darius and you got Cleveland, but you've got a third string center who's he would be playing his third ever game at center in the playoffs. It, um, and then you've got a rookie kind of struggling right guard, and then you've got uh, Oli Udo, who's better as a tackle. Would Agreed. you be more confident in that unit's ability to? run the ball or to pass protect 45 times for Kirk?
0: I would be 800% more with them running the ball and using play action as much as they could. Okay. And then at times, play into their hand. Hey, listen, we're gonna do it anyways. We're gonna spread everybody out. We're gonna invite whatever you wanna do. It's, a lot of it too is when they start to get into this nickel, they get into this over and they start to run the saw. And the saw is the salmon, the will off the edge. And so there's all these guys up front, dude, it's insane. And it seems like it's out of a deuce. Like, it's a two-by-two two front that they do it out of. They like to do it. They'll creep up into it. But when you think about it, there's six guys up there. That's six bodies right there out of 11 guys on the field. And then all of a sudden, you just pretend to hand the ball to Dalvin, and you get Jalen Smith to step up even a little bit. There's your seventh. Now all of a sudden, we got guys screaming down the middle of the field. Justin Jefferson, KJ, Phelan, Hawk, maybe Irv. Like, there's a lot of possibilities here, and that, to me, is what plays into their
1: hand. Yeah. Okay, I lied. I told you I only have one stat. I want to give you another one here, all right? It's <laughs> kind, of, kind of on a roll here. You
0: said you didn't like stats.
1: Oh, I love stats. I yeah, know no, you, you, you hate stats. I try to force them on you That's what for losers. happens here. And I am a gigantic loser. No, you're not. So, Kirk Cousins, when pressured... I'm going to give you this, actually. I'm gonna give you this. Can I guess before you tell me? I bet he's really good. Well, it's more than that, okay? Okay. So, last season, let me take you back to 2021... The ahead two ahead best quarterbacks against pressure. So this is according to uh, can I guess PFF, your favorite website, right? Mm-hmm. The two best. So this is yards per attempt. I'm going off yards per attempt. The two quarterbacks that chunk the most yards per attempt when they were pressured last year. Oh, so like, okay, yeah. You want to guess them? Yeah,
0: I'm going to guess one is
1: this. for sure. Patrick Mahomes. He's up there, but he wasn't. He wasn't one of the top two last. Oh, he year.
0: wasn't. Was one of it Kirk? He's a
1: good quarterback, though. I'm not sure if you've heard.
0: sure, okay, right. Like that guy just he hoes it. It's awesome to watch. Was one of
1: it Tua? <laughs> uh, Tua was not, no.
0: All right. Think, out.
1: think about the the two quarterbacks that played each other in the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford were the top two quarterbacks in the league last year. To me, that's very telling. It's okay. Most important influential position and and rising up against pressure is a huge part of the game. If you can yes. conquer that part of the game, it's the you can go pretty deep, right? Yes. And Kirk last year was thirty second in you know Mike Zimmer's last year.
0: <laughs> last year's shows were so much different. Remember, we were like, "God,
1: it was this the all first sucks. hit
0: with three minutes into the game that ruined the whole game." Now we're and like, then that, "Dude, and hit then him then early that Jud
1: guy would, that Jud guy would just come on and be all negative too?"
2: Right? Weirdo. Yeah. Okay, so what is it, this what year? is it
1: this year? Let me hear. Let me hear. This year, the top two quarterbacks against pressure yards per attempt, Mm -hmm. Josh Allen and Old Kirky Boy. You like that! You like that. Kevin O'Connell. Coach of the year
0: is definitely going to Kevin O'Connell for sure. (laughs) <laughs> heard like a, a strong disagreement
1: there in the background? Strong <laughs> disagreement. I mean, you
0: just told me that Kirk Cousins went from being the worst pressured quarterback to the number one pressured quarterback number in the Number two. Number two. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. Two. One spot away. But this guy who came in and apparently just whispered something really nice into his ear and all of a sudden it flipped 180 all the way around. Yeah. And people and are he, like... He
1: whispered, he whispered, hey, you're going to get destroyed about six times a game either way. Just right? throw it yeah, to Justin man, Jefferson. Back. Be a man. (laughs) To me, that bodes well because the Giants are going to try and, you know, well, the Giants are going to get pressure. Well, Kirk's been pretty damn good against pressure. Uh, 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 How many times have we been
0: like, wait, go back to before he's getting smeared all over the field. It's really cool to watch. Like, The whole season has been him just getting hit every which way and still throwing like 330 yards a game and Justin Jefferson breaking a ton (laughs) of records and everyone being like, they
1: suck. In fact, that's a good segue into uh, another New York sports media clip here. Let's hear what the New York media is saying about the Minnesota you Vikings. You had to make a snotty comment about Kirk
2: Cousins, and we need to be fair By about the way, this. It's not a snotty comment; it's a well-accepted uh, fact that Kirk Cousins sucks when it's not a one o'clock game. But I'll guarantee this right now: Kirk Cousins <laughs> throws an interception. I'll that uh, you can put that on the table Just right David- now.
0: Dude, if he's wrong, can we call him? <laughs> can yeah, we call that's Craig Carton? Craig Carton on WFAN. Yeah. He'd Dude, probably love to wrong. talk to you. You were wrong. You were so wrong. Oh man. Uh, some all right. film our, up, man. I'm getting too excited.
1: We are. Get, we're gonna pull it up here. Before we pull film up, I wanna yeah. ask you if you found yourself in some we don't usually pick games on but it's the playoffs. Let's uh, do it. I'm gonna with, I'm gonna withhold some of mine for later in the week for our Friday segment. But or I oh. said but but I want to hear from you. If you are in some crazy situation where your life depended on being right about the winner of this game, mm-hmm. who wins this game? The Vikings. I feel really good about it. I, don't,
0: I know a lot of people don't. and I'm, The biggest concern for me, and I'll be very honest with you, is uh, Daniel Jones. I was going to say Ben Jones again. Daniel Jones. If he can, if he moves around the pocket and he extends these plays and he just runs for 12 yards out of nowhere, looking as calm as a cucumber again, mm-hmm. it's gonna be problems. Like a lot of this game to me falls on the D-line. You have to keep him in the pocket and you have to attack him early and often. They're gonna get Saquon the ball as much as they can. I've saw them run. Every single swing screen they could with him, every single pass they could with him, jet sweeps, zones, powers, counters, like he's just their whole offense. And if you can bottle those two up and really make everybody else try and beat you, it's to me it's, it's the Giants defense trying to follow Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson again, which could yeah. also play into another great hand of leaving Thielen and KJ to win the game. And at times they've come in big and they've showed up big.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm tracking that direction with you, and I think I think the Vikings. I know they they kind of blew out the Bears. I don't really count that game. No, uh, they've won eleven one score games. Everyone's kind of been waiting basically since that Week One win over the Packers, where they won by I think it was seventeen or sixteen. You know, when's the when's the next comfortable win for the Vikings? I I think it might be in this wildcard game. I think they, I'm not saying they win like forty to ten or something, but I th- no. I think they might bolt race the Giants a little bit and um, take advantage of this. I th- think about how much whiteboard material, and you tell me how much that matters, but all season and all week, like everything, if these guys consume any media at all. All right, who's your upset pick of the week here? Let's go to some talking heads on the panel. Who's your upset pick of the week? In fact, here's one more for you from ESPN the, the Giants other day. Beat the
2: Vikings? How about that? I, I thought about Tampa, but it- would that qualify? Like, is that an upset? People think they're going to win. I- I'm going to say Giants. I- I- they played them tough uh, a couple of weeks ago in Minnesota. I think the, the Vikings are have an incredible year, but I don't think they're as, as incredible as their record indicates. Uh, I had to pick an upset. That's the one I'm going with. Mike D. Max, I
0: going to bring you goodwill and good cheer in the new year, and I'm going to go with your football Giants oh, over the Vikings.
2: All right, I'll give you my pick. It's the Giants over the Vikings. Oh. God, here's the thing. Yeah, the Vikings was... beat the Giants in Minnesota recently on a 62-yard field goal. I'm going to go That's ahead right. and say they're not going to kick another one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, that, they are close, evenly matched teams. Vikings 1-1, I feel like the Giants will pop him in the rematch. Listen, I think the Giants also have a better pass rush and a better quarterback. I'll take Daniel Jones.
1: Oh! (laughs) Dude. Yes, it it wasn't Hawkinson's 13 catches or Jefferson's 12 catches. It was the field goal was the only reason why the Giants didn't win that game. (laughs) Man, he picked Daniel Jones over Kirk. That's bold. Somebody might have been sneaking some uh, vodka to the table there. They're just throwing jabs. I know you're jonesing to break down some film here. So let's make this happen. Presented by our friends, the crazy Canadian Cousins Crusaders of Purple Daily. Uh, A group of so-called Cousins Crusaders have reached out and said, let's celebrate this wild ride fun season by the Vikings and the fourth quarter Pharaoh himself by all getting together and going to kirkcousins.org." And just donate whatever you have, $5, $50. Let's come together and do some good for Kirk's charity at kirkcousins.org. And uh, and when you click the donate button there, you can you can type in who you are, or you can just type a little note. Just say you're well, one of the Cousins Crusaders of Purple Daily so they know where it's coming from. Oh, buddy. All right, my guy. So uh, we got a lot of stuff here. I would like to start you off Sorry, dear. with... Sorry, dear. This is, uh, okay, this is, so I've got a couple different categories for you here. This is, some of these are going to be, like, what other teams that run similar offenses, like teams that run 11 personnel a lot with pre-snap motions, what they did successfully against the Giants defense, and then some are going to be more about, like, what the Giants offense does. So, let's play this real quick here. This is Dallas Cowboys, like, week 12-ish against the Giants defense, Mm -hmm. and uh, you'll see what happens here on this play. We'll stop it and go back so you can break it all down, too. All right. Dak Prescott and Shotgun. Turn a knee. For the audio audience, go to YouTube here about 27 minutes in. So you'll see here. Yeah, they're in a nickel. And see Thibodeau right there in
0: the middle? See number five? He's clearly a down, right? It's like their best pass rusher.
1: <laughs> I love how they just put this guy in the middle like no one's going to notice. <laughs> so I picked this play, and I picked another kind of similar one. I think they send. I think the Giants' defense sends six guys on this play. Yeah, and uh, and there's another play later on where they they fluster Dak a little bit more. But they frequently send not just one extra guy, but they'll send frequently two extra. So you have six rushers to account for, yeah. and this is one of those plays.
0: So this is one of the plays, and uh, we've been talking to the boys in the gym a lot about this stuff, but like. When you get into a situation like this, this is a seven man protection. There's two running backs in the backfield and it's the tight end and the running back. So it's some sort of like Mazda protection. So you're gonna to go to the mic. We're gonna declare the mic and we're telling them that's who we have. And so from here, since you put Thibodeau off the ball, he's automatically a down. So he's automatically our mic. And so to make something simple here, you could either mic him and call a hole here since he's literally standing right over the center, but he's five yards off, or you could just give a five-zero call. And you would just tell everybody, like, yo, I'm going right here. So that puts um, 20, don't, what's his name? Tony Pollard. Yes. That puts him, that puts him on 27. And it puts 86 on number 30, who's out here, who's their nickel. Yep. And you can't Not see man. him, right? So now, as we step back here, the one thing you should be thinking with their number one pass rusher five yards off the ball, you should be thinking something's going to be happening, right? And Jeremiah made a great point to the guys today. When you see something like this, a bunch of dudes walking around, linebackers standing over here all over the place, and the number one pass rusher on their team, five yards off the ball, everybody has to get off the ball. You have to get depth because you know something's going to happen and you all have to have enough time and you have to be square to send it to your friend. You know what I'm saying? Like If number five rushes straight ahead and then makes a left at Albuquerque towards Zach Martin, the center has to have enough space in between him to send him over there like he's going to snap him over there and then get back because while he's going over there somebody's going to be returning and that's the whole point is they try to get you to turn your hips so that when you come back around you have to either open up or you physically can't get there but let's see what happens here and dallas is kind of they've been up and down this year with their O line
1: and this is the type of stuff that the vikings offensive line is going to have to deal with for a huge chunk of the game just like they did you know a few weeks back which is the relevance of pulling plays like this
0: correct so what we have here, see how everybody's kind of, see how the center kind of gets squished? <laughs> he's kind of like, so first of all, he's setting, he's got a total Murp. airplane mode, right? He looks Murp. like an airplane. And all of a sudden, both <laughs> the guards are going to squeeze down right into his lap. <laughs> he's like, oh my, I got trouble here, right? So the left guard, see how he's got too much of his face in there? And now he's not, he's not using his hands enough, right? He lets Dexter Lawrence get too far into him. So he basically, they, they hit helmets before he uses his hands. See how they kind of hit heads right there yeah. before he uses his hands? He's too close. He should send him over to the center. And at the same time, get back, because look, 99's coming oh. to pick you right now. See, this is the part of the three-man twist. Is oh, this, is like this, a, this is like a, like a double it's screen a double, It's a double three-man twist. So everybody's like, as you're sending guys, Someone's telling you to go, go, go. And then the other guy, the other way, is telling you to go, go, go. Like when these happen, you think you're like a pinball in there. Boing, boing, boing. Like you're all over (laughs) the place. But you have to sort this out quickly. And look, number five starts coming around and everyone's freaking out because nobody's on him. And the center's literally on his face right there because he doesn't know two guys crossed his face. Like technically, the center here should be going to the right. He should be going to the right before anything happens because Thibodeau went to the right. That was his guy. You know what I'm saying? And as these two cross, you're still even. You're still – and I know it makes doesn't make a lot of sense. As Dude, these this two is – not to mention,
1: you, you got a defensive back wandering in over here as the sixth guy. That's too. not this our is, guy. This is crazy. He's
0: not our problem. Don't even he's bring Paul, him into this. He, That's problem. Tony Pollard's
1: guy. We're well, not even looking at him. Well, the team's problem. You're self, no. selfishly uh... – No, 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 no. <laughs> but look what
0: the – see what the tight end does here? And this is what's great. And this doesn't happen a lot. He comes out here, he sees this trouble in fifty three, and he says, you know what, I'm gonna make it right. Because look at the left tackle. He's still fighting Leonard Williams as this guy's turning the corner. And he's like, I think that's Schultz, right? He's like, nah, dude, not today. And he gets just enough Bang. of them to get this left
1: tackle back. This is it's a pretty a little... damn good job here, right? I mean, this is an exotic. You've got two. No, that was extremely twists, you got hard. Defensive back. You got man. No, this Dax is ridiculously hard, but and... and... <laughs> Go back real quick. Center. Look at him. He's just he's, he's just, lay, just laying on the ground now. Sorry, guys. Sorry. 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 <laughs> <laughs> know so when in bad. doubt, just lay down, uh, hey, you know, You know what I love about this whole the- thing?
0: Zach Martin in this entire thing is the only one that looks like he knows what the hell he's doing. And he's the one right there getting pulled by a center and by Dexter Lawrence. Like, he's like, dude, get off of my legs. See how he gets back with great depth? He's kind of, he sees him going in, but then all of a sudden he sees Thibodeau, so he knows I'm getting back out. And then all of a sudden Dexter Lawrence gets thrown in his face. Dude, that's a pro right there. Because he, look, the center, he actually saves the center. Because the center is technically on 55 right there. And
1: Dak gets rid of it in time, but that could have
0: been. This is what Wink loves to do. It's crazy.
1: Okay, so the uh, what? How would you rate on a one to ten scale here, or a letter ten. grade? Uh, they did a ten out of ten here. Ball got away they...
0: and he did, no one was around him. You're fine. No. How much you know, do you this,
1: trust this... the Vikings' current offensive line to handle something like this a few times? On the left side, I wouldn't be concerned.
0: On the right side, I would, but you'd be still having the same thing over here. Like you'll have a, you'll probably have another tight end on the ball over here chipping, yeah, and then that running back coming out over here. And remember, that. if they do this. There should be a hot route coming somewhere, right? Somebody should be like, hey, pressure's coming. We're singled up here. Somebody run the slant.
1: Let's do, let's see here. Let's do, if I can, uh, I don't know if these are going to, there we go. Okay. This is another one where they are sending, they're sending six again here, but it's a totally different look. So I'm going to click play and then you can talk us through it once we see the play play out. All right. So they're in an overfront. Classic wink Markendale here. Watch the right side. Ooh, yeah, baby. And Dak, so this should have been a sack, and Dak Prescott does a great job of just Getting gaining, of the, like, two yards yeah. on this play.
0: This is a great play. Hold on real quick. Go all the way back to the front. Run. Oh, never mind. You're good. All right, strength is right. We already said this. guys. Yeah, it's an over. All right, so you're an over front. tight ends over here. Yeah, right. Love it. we are going to get a wolf off the back edge. Uh, Will free safety, right? Okay. Go ahead, play it.
2: Here we go.
1: You know who's giving it away right here? Let me guess, can I guess? Go ahead. So when you say, you're you're looking over here, obviously, right? This is the kinda. weak side. Mm-hmm. Who's giving this away?
0: Is 44 giving it away? Well, number one, 27 being in the box. I'm like, man, why is, why is my dude down here, right? But at the same time, see number five, see I was kind of leaning in. He's leaning in, 27's down. If anything, I'd be thinking the safeties are coming off the edge. The will coming with him, you know. Normally, in protections like this, we'd be going to the mic anyways. This could get new mic'd back because that would be the running back's guy. And there's the extra guy. So, you have four coming to that side. So, you don't have enough blockers. So, you couldn't new mic it. But other than that, I mean, this is – these over fronts, I love running – Offensive plays versus an over front, and this is like their base right here. Is an over, and they like a lot of guys in the box. It's it's one of the plays that I think is great. One of the defenses to run play action to, especially the the zone. Like you get a lot of double teams everywhere, and then look, you invite this blitz, and all of a sudden you got a lot of one on ones all over the board.
1: Okay, so who who screwed up here?
0: What happened here? Did anyone screw up, or did they just? All right, so here, go back real quick. Let's see, we're going left. See, sometimes I get forgot. All right, so we're going three ninety five slant so right here with that safety up we're automatically we're going to go from a chip inside we're going to go to a slip because what it's going to do is going to take the guard in the center and those two are going to chip to 41 right and because you want to make it believable you want to make it like it's a real run so you're going to say chip and you're actually going to fake a chip so these two are going to kind of hit shoulders and block dexter lawrence together which is great because he's an all pro that's what we want we want double teams on him but what happens is when this safety comes down and number five starts giving it away, this tackle should instantly be like, hey, let's slip this instead. So you come with me, because we know the nose is going back face. Now, right here, the safety coming off the edge, this is kind of a tricky thing, and Jeremiah talked about it with his boys today, having discipline, whether to go out or not go out. At times, when this guy comes off the edge really fast, you kind of get freaked out, like I hope the running back's right, because you know that's the running back's guy. And so you're like, I hope the running back's there. Or there's going to be some trouble. He doesn't really cross, get anywhere near the tackle, so he shouldn't be worried about him. But right here, see how the guard gets there? The tackle's late to throw him off. See the guard's there? He sees it.
1: Okay, so so the tackle is crazy. Di- it's exactly the same play they running right here. a little this earlier. Is,
0: yeah, this is three ninety five. So they, he's telling him, "Listen, I'm right here. Look, he's he's even touching him. Like, dude, let him go, because he sees the will coming, and the tackle's in here all by himself, thinking he's alone." And so he's he's really hanging out for dear life, but the guard's like, dude, I'm standing right here.
1: Yeah. Let him go. Is that a communication thing? Is the guard saying yeah, something in this moment? Okay. Yeah, it's all happening go. within three seconds, too, by the way. Right. So you're screaming, go, go, go. Because you
0: want him to know once you hear go or bump bump bump. Right. So he gets off late. Now here's the problem. He's heard go a bunch of times. And now it's registering that he something's coming. So he goes to throw him off just as the time as the guard's like, screw it, I'll molly this, which molly Got means I'll go, I'll go around you. Okay. So this is also a common error. And it, sometimes it happens in deuces on power where the guard comes off and the tackle come off and you leave the three technique in the hole. And it sounds really stupid, but sometimes you just see funky things. Here he just didn't register early enough. Like the guard, because you can see the guards patting the side. He's smacking him in the stomach. Like get over there. And then now, right now, he's like, oh no. And the guards like, don't worry, I'll get it. I don't believe this guy. So, so well. this is this is. But so that's a horrible
1: getting... sack. Look at that guy. He's a rookie. So no matter what here, Pollard but, is Pollard's on 27 no matter what. No so matter conf- what,
0: because, look, you're going to go slip to 41, and then you're going to go backside. You're going to go beat to Jalen Smith, and then the tight ends are doubling 55. And see how I said you get these two big guys in here and a big mosh pit? That's why plays like this are great, because you can get this all-pro D-tackle and this other really good D-tackle yeah. blocked up right here in this big pile. Now, this communication is not good, and this could – Really, really hurt you in the playoffs, especially against a team that likes to blitz. Like, the minute your
1: communication starts to fail, you're screwed. Amazing job it. by Dak here. This is it's the phenomenal. type of thing. You know, the Vikings don't always have the luxury of this. I mean, Kirk Kirk has a lot of great things that I think Kirk's better at a lot of things than Dak is. But you know, the ability to just like sort of, and we'll show him with Daniel Jones too. So I just want to, as as a dumb sort of layman fan here, I think this is fascinating. You you live this every day for your career and now you're sort of teaching, but this is a situation where essentially um, the left guard and the and the left tackle are just having a communication failure within two and a half or three seconds. Left guard, if the left guard knows he's gonna molly over the top as you say and get 41 a second earlier, maybe it's fine. But it gets all out of whack. and No, and a lot of it, too, is because they didn't – They, they co-
0: he must have called a slip because he stepped slip, but the tackle must not have hurt it because he – as soon as Thibodeau comes inside, he continues to go down with him. And he should have known to kind of pass him off to the guard. You know what I'm saying? Huh. And if anything, you don't want to vacate him. You just want to help him in there, and then he would have ran right into 41. But I love uh, like you said, Deck does a great job.
1: Let's uh, let's pull up a little Daniel Jones dude's crafty bro I don't even know what play this is we're going so we're going to go uh we're going to flip it around here we want your expertise what the giants offense does effectively and what the vikings defense may have to deal with again here and some of it is oh, a mobile easy. quarterback you see those two guys right there in the backfield
0: you just got to put these four guys right around them keep them in that pocket the whole day yep right there keep them right there yeah
1: let me click play here so we can watch this thing play out okay sticky buttons there we go hey
2: by Um, the way isn't
0: john feliciano the center of the giants i love him i love him so much i'm rooting for him this week i really am look at this just an
1: easy 20 little 20 yard gain on a calm as a cucumber here we go even there a little read option this is great it feels like a play that you may have had familiarity with for a long time in san francisco colin kaepernick might as well have been behind We, we, we were like the grandfathers
0: of this that's why i love this stuff right you look up in here and you see all these linebackers and you're like oh man this is great go ahead and run it we got an even front yeah buddy looks like we got the nickel in there 33 Ooh, a little buzz down. I like it. Look at that. A little sup. They know what's up. All right,
1: 26. Yeah, 26 came mm-hmm. all the way down.
0: Mm-hmm. They know what's up. He's about to hand it. This is great. Look at this. Look at those look angles. At this. No, look at the angles. See By how the you offensive get all these line is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See how you get them to drive all the way across the ball like that, and you get all these guys to just flow up. And then this guy does a bad job, this defensive end. Because with all these guys flowing in here like that, he should be taking the quarterback. Because look, see how all these guys are going in here, and then there's yeah, there's nothing out there. Here. Right, that's the defensive end. Because if not, one of these guys would go the one of these guys would go out with Daniel. That's what we always saw when we ran zone read, was that they would all flow down and the and the defensive end would stay and read the quarterback, and they would all try and squeeze this down real tight. Or one of them would fly out. and that's Like when we 26 started. would
1: fly out here or Yeah, because
0: he would okay. follow the quarterback. And that's when we started inventing arc. So we would send a tight end with the quarterback. It just kept adding more layers and layers and layers. But <laughs> You sent some security out there with Dude, it, it was so case. fun. <laughs> times we called it submarine. And with the He's tight end would start on the ball. And he would moat. And he would run at the snap off the ball to the other side. It was oh. football. Oh. It was Vernon Davis that did it. It was incredible. A it was bodyguard a super for the athlete, quarterback. Right? God, it was incredible. Well, look at this. Look at all these guys. Oh, little, hold hey, hey, little hold here. Little hold. I was just going to say, does anyone hold. notice that jersey tug right
1: there? It's in its like Ellinger, I see to you.
0: Hey, didn't he fumble <laughs> the ball too last time we played him? Wasn't somebody telling me something about how they don't turn the ball over a lot? Uh, and that's they're a full, pretty good. Right? hold
1: right there. This did not get called, by the way. I want make it, to make it clear. They, they blatantly missed this. Who's
0: the Uh, ref? That's the most important question. Look at that. He even did a great job of. Look at that. Look at him try to get out of that. Oh my god! (laughs) Wow. No! Wow, God! Ref was probably like, I'm not even amused. (laughs) Listen, guy, that's that's Daniel Jones. If you can't catch him, that's on you guys. He's sneaky, man. See, these guys wonder why they lost seven in a row. he
1: probably should have gained Seriously. even more yards on this one. You nah, know that, that's over the
0: top I wonder if okay. their head coach talked about this. Maybe if he'd have been a real coach. Hmm. Not just a player.
1: Interesting. I want to show you another uh, another that's Daniel scary. Jones thing to to potentially worry about. So the mobility of Danny dimes. All right, this is uh, this is against the Colts again here. Giants against the Colts. And uh, the Colts send a free-running blitzer on this play, but Daniel Jones makes it work. We're going to play this, two. and you can talk us through it. Whoa, look out. But he picks up 10, 15, 20, 25 yards. A lot him. of quarterbacks are screwed on this play. Right. So and That's
0: one of the tricky things about playing a quarterback like this because it makes you think, well, oh, do we want to blitz him and play cover one? Because just like this, when you send guys and everything's running to one side of the field and you're playing a cover one, everything's going to that side and he just comes around the edge like, oh, my gosh, I'll just run 96 yards this way. So
1: 58's the one that gets the free run here untouched.
0: Yeah. We're going to assume this is probably strength is right, so this is an over because you would never run an under without the same on. Mike is uh, 58 probably. Here we go, so they're sliding to the will makes sense Te do a good job, yeah, so all right, here we go, ready, ready this is this is gone protection um this falls on the tackle, surprisingly, go really, back. yes. You can tell because Feliciano is clearly setting to 44. He's, he's called a lawn or some sort of loco this way because he's setting to the left. He says, See how he sets the nose? And then see how his 44 turns, Feliciano turns with him. And that's okay. because he's trying to judge is he dropping or is he blitzing this way, right? And then when he's dropping, he notices that I don't know who 95 is, but he runs. See how he's, he sees him out of the corner of his eye? Mm-hmm. And so then he's like, uh oh, pressure's coming this way. So he's trying to kind of alert Sin this and come back and help out. But at the same time, you can tell because Saquon takes off right now and he doesn't even check 58. Interesting. But, so you're saying, so this is more on
1: Saquon and the right no, tackle. It's no,
0: it's on the right tackle. It, if anything, Saquon either really messed up and thought it was gone protection when it wasn't, and the tackle's right. Or it is gone protection, and as soon as that fifty eight comes, that right tackle has to close down and take him
1: because you have so to in take that the most case dangerous. You're saying so fifty four would have been the free runner in gone Correct. protection, but Correct. you have more more time because he's not rushing up the interior in this situation.
0: Correct. And they always say too that if anything, go back, like you would like if a good right tackle like a, like a Anthony Davis who I played with, he would have set like that that and then right about one more set now he would have came right back in. So he's extended the width of the pocket that rushers are. See how he's got him to rush outside a little bit? So mm-hmm. he's kind of giving the quarterback one more quick second, and then he would come down and slam the door on 58 right now. Wow. But then what happens to
1: 54? So 54 of he's kind of stopped in his track. Yeah.
0: Well, because look, go back. You You can pick 58 up, but the only way you can do that is Daniel has to take you that way. And that's funny you say that because today we talked about gun protection. Jeremiah was talking about, he did a great job, about talking about how you always stay with your rules. And the rules tell you to go to the will. The mic belongs to the quarterback. And if he ever sees trouble that way, he can take you that way, but he has to take you that way. And that's goes back to, and we probably should have told the boys this but like it never hurts to make sure that everybody knows what you're talking about because at times and this may we may have fallen victim to this the more you play with guys and the more you get like synergy with guys we would be like you know what we'll just kill it for him and we'll send it over here and we would and he didn't want it over there and then all of a sudden he was you know like everybody gets messed up and so it's as long as you know what you're doing you're fine the if that was gone, the tackle was supposed to squeeze. If not, Saquon really messed up and made it look good. But I doubt mm. he would mess cool up, dude. He's, he's their whole offense. Like him not staying in to block a linebacker blitzing seems like kind of a big deal for him.
1: Inject it all into Ready? my novice veins. Yes. Uh, so this is all right. The Lions beat up on the Giants defense pretty good earlier this season. A lot of, they, they ran the ball for like 170 yards. It wasn't as much of an aerial attack, but. Time out. Mm-hmm. Is that the fullback? In the, is it the fullback? That's part of the reason why I wanted to you see, show you this play.
0: It's when. so funny that I had my theory before we even talked about what plays were. Right. See that big, fat dude right over the center? <laughs> they put him in, took out a speedy guy. You're talking oh about boy. this? Uh, this big, big old right here? Or are no. you talking about? I'm talking about that guy on the line. Right gotcha. There.
1: Yep. So you basically subbed in size for speed. Gotcha. Let's let's play this for the audience, and then you can tell us what what happens here. Tell right. me it's a this, play action. Please tell me it's a play action. Well, let's find out. Tell what me what the ball goes. goes to the tight end too. <laughs> and here we go. Let's run it, Detroit Lions. All right, here we Jared go. Goff under center, thirty-one yard line. Little play action boot. And that's that not T.J. Hawkinson because he was traded. Uh, but that's their other tight end. Really, it's the I other was... tight end guy. Yes, man. The camera, like the a... camera guy was drunk here from the uh, the end zone, so it's, it's yeah, a little wasn't shaky. Drunk. He was just so excited
0: for Dan Campbell's team to beat the Packers. No, so this um, is the
1: C.J. Ham roll right here, 45, yeah. that you would like to see deployed, see, correct? So this is the one thing.
0: Look at this defense right here. And I know everyone thinks I'm crazy. But right now, this is its almost a jam front, right? You have three guys right there. There's two more. That's five. There's three guys behind him. That's eight guys in this box Eight right in now. Eight-man box. Yeah. Eight man box anymore and we got a real party going on right we really do yeah you're not kidding but imagine if you had hawk right here on the left and then just say irv's ready to roll and you put him over there on the other side you're saying
1: like in the cj ham roll no i'm not even saying that
0: i'm saying put him over here yep right over there go you go 22. Alex, right? football. That's what I'm saying. Like, all There's this kids stuff, watching. I okay, mean, come on. The, and all of a sudden, this safety has to kind of come down. Like, what are they really doing? What's going on? They're, you're trying to invite as many guys into this box. You just dangle that ball right in front of number four, just a tiny, antsy little bit. I guarantee you, everybody's going to take at least two to three steps up. And then all of a sudden, you got two tight ends running wherever. You got JJ running one side. You got Thielen running the other side. It, it just mm. sets a lot of things up.
1: Well, let's see how the Giants' defense reacted here, up close and personal. They're all going to step up. They are antsy. Okay, what is this? Uh, so we got, we got, we're going to call it great, uh, the this Lions. Is, CJ Ham is shifting to his left, and two defenders panic a little bit here. This is great. Well. And I don't know who invented this, but
0: g G-Row was one of the guys that really loved this, and a lot of what he would do is seek go back. See, he starts over there here in this weak formation. This would be like a, a queen, queen formation. And then at the last second, he shifts all the way across the ball. And he kind of out-leverages the defense. If he would have went a little bit more, he kind of starts to out-leverage the defense. And then that's how you put them kind of in a fritz to start moving before the snap and see how you've already got them to panic to move over there. Yeah. And then you just dangle that ball out a little bit. And then all of a sudden, you come out here and, Oh, this. my God, 14's wide open, too. 14's wide open.
1: The Vikings, right? You, you can recognize this play as a Vikings fan because how many times do you see routes where, and sometimes it's a bootleg play action, sometimes it's not, but it's just it's two routes, in this case three, all going towards the triangle
0: for right we talked about the triangle earlier they're trying to create in this defense but not only that but do you know how easy this waggle play is to run i literally have to turn and run i just have to turn and run and i if at times i would hold a guy up and out of nowhere Searles would come and just try and break his ribs and it was hilarious (laughs) because we would be like dude i'm barely even working and we just got 30 yards down the field and that's why i say sometimes those yards between the 20 and the other 20 are just junk because look at this
1: nobody really did anything Watch the path, 89. This is a great job because you're kind of you're sneaking through. It's an eight-man box, and so your job is to just sneak through traffic. Look at this. You'd think more people That's would notice game. you, right? <laughs> nope.
0: And you've well, got to 41. step on them because, look, you're going as he steps up, he steps out a little bit, which makes 24 makes him think he's coming out. Okay, 24 has already bought through it. And then see how he's already going to the right, and those linebackers haven't even shifted back yet. Like they, You have yeah. no chance.
1: This is this is a a great play design. There's a reason why this offensive coordinator Ben Johnson's already getting uh, interviews. The Colts are going to interview him this week. Just uh, the hook and ladder play to to seal that Packers game the other night too on a Sunday night. Ballsy dude, dude, you gotta love it. Ballsy. All right, let's keep let's keep it rolling here. Keep the, the lions going did here. some interesting things. Let's do let's do a lions. I kind of like this lions run play that they ran later on in the game here against the Giants. Bunch. We're Again, down close to the red zone. We'll click play for the audience to watch and then we'll roll it back. Three by one. Another CJ Ham play for you here. Fullback 45, gonna roll up in there like a bowling bowling ball. This is great. Hot.
0: Keep him in there. To be honest with you though, and this might not be the best team because they do get kind of exotic on things. But if you were to want to run the ball, it wouldn't be bad to invite Nickel on in the field. But this is a great job. This is a. This is kind of funny. This is another thing we brought up today. This is an under front out of an odd, so it's really called a thirty-five, and it's a it's an odd structure, but it's an under because this guy's a three technique over seventy-three over the left guard. Okay. But this guy's got the see how the guard on the right has the bubble. So there's your under. There's That's your Sam on the ball, yeah. Mike, Will, Corner. Safety.
1: Look how many guys are in this box. Are we counting? Is twenty-seven in the yeah. box, or is he? He's too far out. No, he's way too far out. 12, One, two, three, four, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. nine, 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 nine go, guys, bro. and twenty-seven. It's a party. Oh, he's going back now. Actually, no, you, he's actually, way too far. This is a tenth, off. a tenth guy. It could be. I mean, he's way too far off to count him in the box. Here, count him. One, two. Oh my. Yeah. See. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's a t- ten men. You said ten men in the box here, right? Right here, Say
0: I don't know who the outside receiver is. Just right here, right now, you run that over route.
1: No, you're inviting ten men in the box because you're running. You got two wide receivers literally next to the left tackle, and you got a tight end and a fullback. So correct, you know, you so bunch can... them in there. Interesting. All right, let's let's roll it here. Tell us. So again, this is we're picking plays here that we're. we're how do we take advantage of the Giants' defense? What are some things that are working against the Giants' defense that might? That the Vikings could potentially apply based on, you know, running eleven personnel or CJ Ham coming out for what do you see? Here we go. Got an under. We're running
0: boss scheme because we have the fullback in here. Actually, we're going pin and pull. Oh, we went total whack. I love it. See how right here 14's coming down on the end? And then we got the tackle going around. Number 11, who just got covered up, is going to come down here and hit 41. He's going to take one with him. He's going to take that guy with him, (laughs) which is great because you end up blocking two. See how he's going in there to hit 41, and I don't know who's over him, but he's going with him. Taylor Decker comes out here all alone. Safety is just like, oh, boy, this could be a big over. And remember, they can't cut you anymore. Imagine Christian
1: Derrissaw right here. Just think about the the big man.
0: But this is what, and we talked about this the last time that they ran this play. The Vikings did. It has been a while. Remember how Phelan had that great block out there? It mm-hmm. caused everyone to kind of run into him. And then I think as it was, we were watching Ezra Cleveland run down the field with them. Like this is these are the things that they've been really good at. They've gotten away from it. They need to bring it back. Do if you you cannot think leverage I, the defense if you
1: have if you have receivers that can pin like this? Use them. Bring them yeah. in here. It kind of feels to me. I'm not saying they've completely stopped with all the creative things. And it kind of feels, did they, do you think that's part of the strategy? Hey, we won a division a few weeks ago. Let's just kind of pump the brakes on.
2: I don't know if they're afraid that
0: people were going to know what they were doing, but at the same time, if it was working, why would you stop?
1: That's the whole main, if it works, continue doing it until it doesn't work. It just, they just, it feels like some of the stuff we were, I mean, I feel like early in the season, the first five or six weeks, Every week there were like three red zone plays that we salivated over, right? Look at the Jets sweep motion over this way. You know, right. Ha- hand off to Jalen Rager. Or how about the fake, fake, fake hand sweep? Off. Yeah. Yeah. Now dude. we don't see any of that
0: anymore. They become so, so they just,
1: serious. But they must, they have to have something up their sleeve to unveil here as the playoffs go forward. Well, this, I, I mean, would, speaking I would of absolutely. here, here you go. So this is, again, how can, how can the Vikings dissect the Giants defense this is the Dallas Cowboys Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm going to run this play here you're going to see CeeDee Lamb coming across as you're if you're the quarterback from the left to the right here and just envision the Vikings running as they have a similar play at some point against the Giants Brody this is a uh... just a pretty simple straight jet sweep to CeeDee Lamb for about 14 yards yeah here we go.
0: We're back in our little 35 front again. I love it. They love to move Kayvon Thibodeau around, don't they? They sure do. And that's one of the things that we talked about in the gym. Jeremiah made a great point of like, why do we make these fan calls? And why do we tell each other out over here? And it's because at times you can fall asleep in the game and look up and be like, oh, well, that's a nobody. But then you forget that's their number one leading rusher, right? So you have to remind each other to get out of here. This is... This is a weird front, though.
1: Drop the Mack truck to this little hole here, right? right? No,
0: you're good. It's an under it's a thirty-five. I'm just trying to figure out who twenty is. Kind of looks like they're in dime.
1: Let me Which go back to sense because so they're it. in eleven, aren't
0: they? Yeah, yeah, this is
1: eleven personnel for the yeah. for the Cowboys. Yes, they're in dime because look,
0: no, they're not. No, they are. Forty ones off the field, twenties on the field now. Forty four is a is a safety, right? Yeah, forty four and twenty seven are their safeties. Twenty eight's the corner. Twenty I've never seen on the field. That must be their dime because forty one went off. He's not on anymore, mm, unless go. he was hurt. But
1: these jet sweeps are so fun to run. <laughs> And you, you can do so. You can you can fake the handoff. There's so many things, so can. many
0: fun things you can do. But look, the right guard does such a great job of getting leverage on Leonard Williams. Look, he's out of his stance before Leonard even gets. <laughs> he's already got him reached before he's out of his stance. Doesn't even have to hit him. That's what's so fun about these places. If you just get in front of them, they're so fast hitting. And it comes back to this whole thing of. You have one safety over the top, right? You've out-leveraged the entire defense. So if this 28 doesn't make the tackle, you're in a lot of trouble, right? Because these guys out here are doing a great job of blocking your yeah, He's
1: gone. He's kind of gone. Well, he meant to be Not, gone, gone,
0: because 20... 20 28's the, the corner. The that's why. he 28 ran with him. See 27 coming right here? Yeah. But that's why, like, Jalen Smith doesn't even have a chance to catch him here. <laughs> he doesn't even... And he was right over the middle of the ball. And he's one of the fastest linebackers. Look at that. He's directly over the ball, has a fair chance to read it, and has perfect leverage. Look at that. See how fascinating these are? And, and the Vikings just nice could run, run this. Up. They could run Easily. this. Easily. I mean, they
1: could run this to, to JJ. They, I, I wouldn't run it with Thielen. They've tried that a couple of times. No, like I wouldn't that. do that. But Jalen Rager, you could run it with. You could run it with KJ Osborne. No, well, it's interesting. And so they're a lot great of little change-ups. What um so now that we've kind of gone through some of these here, I'm gonna put us back on the on the full screen here for oh boy, um what would your you know you're gonna run you're gonna run about 65 or 70 offensive plays in this game ideally, but you know what are some of the concepts or themes that you would lean heavily on? I know you said early on you would say well just C J Ham should be in the mix for this. You would trust. You would trust run blocking and play action with a couple backup offensive linemen? Yeah, absolutely. You just kind of lean on that stuff and go score 27 or 30 points and hope your defense does enough?
0: Yeah, and a lot of that is you're banking on the fact that you don't get down early, too, because if you do get down or if it becomes a tight game and it becomes a passing situation, you got to have answers for it, right? There's got to be a lot of people chipping. There's got to be a lot of different variations of your protection. Maybe at times you're full sliding people, but... If it's the game that I think it can be, it should be keep it in your own hands. Run the ball. Pin and pull. Pull, the, pull Darisaw. He's extremely athletic. He's very athletic for a big guy. And he can get out there and use his size. Use Ezra out there. Uh, like we just saw, the jet sweeps are so fast hitting with JJ, all these things. And at the times like if you're going to be creative, now's your time to be the most creative. And we've seen yeah. him be super creative during the season. We were like, oh, I can't wait to see where this goes. And then it would just go
1: nowhere. You're like, well, maybe he's saving it for later. <laughs> That's kind of what it feels like. But cause there's been a so. few little head head scratchy things. A couple little clock management things, too, that I don't know. I, I'm still on very much on the KOC bandwagon, but I think everyone needs to sort of clean up. Are you ready for a dumb football question of the week here, my friends? Okay. Football. I like this one. This is from listener Trisha here. She chimes in and says, you constantly hear about how tired... The defense is getting right the defense has been on the field the defense is tired why don't people talk about the offense getting tired she says why is it such a big deal that the defense is tired and dragging but no one ever says it the other way around because i'm not getting my
0: ass beat
2: right, yeah, you're, not rea- put, you're not out there reacting i'm not the and, one yeah. getting
0: my ass kicked i'm the one <laughs> kicking ass like you get pumped up when you're like I remember times where we would be like, man, that's a fifteen play drive. That was incredible. Like you just get super hyped up and excited, and you see they've already rotated their defensive line in three times, and you're like, man, they could do whatever they want at this point. We're gonna score. Like it's you don't get beat down with those. And at times you're like, yeah, this is (sighs) you're dragging a little bit, but you're like, man, we gotta put it in. And and the defense is always thankful. But man, when they're on the field a lot, you can tell they are not
1: happy. The vibe is not right. Also, I feel like, too, like, you know, some of these plays we're watching, you can even see, okay, CeeDee Lamb is running for 25 or 30 yards. And eight defenders are sprinting all out to try and get him, too. Not that the offensive linemen aren't sprinting to get to spots, too, but, you know, half of the offense is is hand-to-hand sort of combat fighting within a smaller parameter, while defensive players, eight of them run over 20 yards to make a tackle. So I'm guessing the defensive players are just covering more ground per play than than offensive players oh absolutely but, And you uh, see
0: you just saw a twist where they're all over the field right and we're just setting back like and that's the that's like <laughs> kind of the chaos is like while they're and you are super gassed all the time but like while they're literally running all over the field you're just trying to figure out where are they going and who is mine and i just who's the running backs did i take the right guy it's a lot of chess and even if they don't get creative, like I don't see this week being an issue where it's like, man, you better get super creative. Like to me, it's just give the ball to Dalvin. Get a little creative with the run game. Throw some play action in there on third down, spread them out, make a quick decision. If you get into third and long, do what you can. Keep it into third and manageable. And that's so much easier said than done, but yeah, is it? I hate people say that. Just keep it I into third like, and manageable.
1: <laughs> well,
0: I didn't know the snap cliche, count was on too
1: stupid. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> I think too, I mean, I, you're you're engaged in this really it's trench warfare right you're just it's three hours it's 70 plays of hand-to-hand combat and you're it's very uh quick twitch in a small area it is a lot like a boxing match right it's a confined you're gonna it's 12 rounds Mm -hmm. you're gonna get to rest a little bit here and there and uh it's gonna be a small confined area and conditioning probably comes into play. I mean, how, what what do you feel like at the end of a playoff game, in particular, as an offensive lineman? Like, what is? Are you totally out of gas? Is adrenaline carrying you through? Oh, it's all adrenaline Can, all day. That's why it's so much fun. By Wednesday,
0: Jeremiah, would you say by like Wednesday, Thursday, you start to feel the pain again from a game? Yes yeah, yeah. Like Wednesday right like He's, the high of winning is years later subsided your wife's like yo I'm sick of hearing about the game we got it you won you're like yeah we did we won. It's great." and then Wednesday you wake up and you're still like, bleeding a little bit oh my god it hurts so, hurt so bad it's just places you never thought could hurt hurt and you're like
1: oh that's right he did fall on me didn't he, <laughs> he did. that well I forgot it's about the that uh, the twingy feeling between my uh my legs it's, it's the worst
0: but that's another thing where like a lot of this, and, and we talk about how they won these close games. And when you get into the playoffs, a lot of it does come down to who's the healthiest, who can fight through the pain, who can fight through the mental toughness. And those 11 games are going to come into play. Those, hey, these games didn't mean, we didn't play these for nothing, guys. Like, let's go out here and let's do what we got to do. And to me, they just, they've never really lost focus. Like there was never one moment that we saw last year where there was helmets throwing or guys in each other's faces. Like, it always seems like it's just been cool, calm, collective. And when they're losing, they just kind of look like they're sitting there trying to figure it out. Like, dude, what are we doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? Mm -hmm. What are we doing wrong? Instead of last year where it was like Thielen was in his face, then all of a sudden Kirk was in the coach's face, and everybody's like, dude, what the hell's going on? Oh, no, they like each other. They like each other. I swear they like each other. like, that was fraudulent. Lying about that was fraudulent. But it's not like that anymore. And to me, that's why it's like, man, this, this week should be fine for them.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm fired up. I know you are fired up. We do have to get to one last thing here. Maybe the most important thing that we're saving for the end of the show. I need a food porn segment from you. What did you eat at J.D. Hoyt's tonight?
0: Oh, man. Give me
1: the line by line. Oh, dude, we got some
0: we got some Cajun hash browns. We got oh. some mac and cheese. We got the we uh, Jeremiah. And I both got the pork chop with uh, he got broccoli. I got asparagus. Uh, oh, the asparagus, man swoboda ordered a crab cake that came out that was the size of my head and they all got <laughs> steaks and then swoboda got a, a cajun pasta dish that came out and it was like this, it was just the biggest bowl of i was like dude and dewey sausage is incredible
1: just so did you ones. get buddy bowls the cajun rice with like catfish and uh, no we, okay. they were we
0: were we were like listen we're, we're pretty maxed out right now with food we were, they're like do you guys want a buddy bowl we we're like no
1: here. No, we're good. Well, my, my favorite part about J.D. Hoyt's is, and this is not an advertisement, it's just, we just love J.D. Hoyt's. It was great. So it's, it might be, it's one of my three favorite restaurants in, in Minnesota. And uh, on the menu, I think it's, it's been a couple of years since I've been there. You can get one <laughs> chop for like $22. Yep. You know, it's a pretty expensive place. One chop for 22, or you can get the second chop for just $3 more. <laughs> when was that? It's on the menu, unless they've changed it. Oh, no, it changed. Okay. Changed, one so you wind up 25. getting two, two pork chops the size of your torso, and you would just bring one home or whatever. You know?
0: That's what they said. They were like one for today, two for today and tomorrow. And I was like, oh. Oh. dude, they were huge. So good, good man. I know, little right? pro and... tip
1: the the Cajun hash browns with the pork chops. I was going to give you that piece of advice, but it sounds I like you didn't need too. it. Yeah. Dude,
0: come on. Anything Cajun, I'm all about it. Yes. Yeah, I was a little upset, though. They didn't have any pie on their dessert. Those, uh, no 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 razzleberry pie no blueberry no
1: nothing let's write a strongly worded letter to the manager okay let's I'm get just some wondering pie who i gotta to bet you. to win a pie around here my goodness yeah, it's ridiculous <laughs> right all right well we got the we got the giants we got a bunch of a bunch of things on film here that as you talked us through the vikings can take notes on any other uh thoughts on just to give, give me like your What's the the other playoff game that you will definitely carve out time to to sit? There. Is it Brady against the Cowboys? Is it, no. is it uh, Joey Burrow? For sure. You know he's my number one, especially because Cordell's there. And
0: I loved him before Cordell was there, but I really love the Bengals Just because that dude's so calm, and he's so cool, and he can deliver the ball and the run. Did you see what he said to the
1: media him. this week? So he, they won the division, uh, and he's got the white turtleneck with the slick back hair. They were smoking cigars in the locker room, and someone asked him some – at the postgame press conference. You know, it's the question was something like, uh, you know, do you feel like you have to take advantage of this window or what's what's the Super Bowl window like for you guys? And he said, the window is my career. <laughs> just Zulu the window. Trump,
0: dude. Just doesn't even care. Like the, the entire time I'm in here, guys. Uh, the window is know.
1: my career. I'm trying yes. to think of
0: what another game uh man, I don't know. I kind
1: of like uh." I, this is going to sound crazy. I, like I made really this prediction play. on our show today. We do Wednesday predictions it. on on both Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. Yeah. I get that the Niners have won ten games in a row and they are steamrolling everyone, even <sighs> with a third string quarterback. Don't. And do it's it. a cliche. Don't. It is hard to beat a division team three times in the same season. Pete Carroll <laughs> is a Super Bowl winning coach. The Seahawks under Pete Carroll have pulled major playoff upsets before home game. 15 years ago, I could see it happening. I know you're about to laugh at me right now. I am. But I could hysterical. see it happening.
0: No, we're not. Nope. I I'm don't not even saying know it's about. likely.
1: I'm not saying it's likely, but beware. Beware of nobody picking the Seattle Seahawks. I'm just saying. No, but you
0: know what I love? How the Jaguars just snuck in here and no one's like,
1: Yeah, what? Doug Pete I'm a Super Bowl
0: winning coach. Wasn't the coach there last year like terrible or something? Urban yeah. Meyer. Yeah. He's your and guy. They- well, didn't they like win one game and now they're in the playoffs? I think they won the three number four then, seed. Yeah. Dude, he's your guy, Urban Meyer, yeah, right. Ohio State guy. Somehow right. he still ended up with a job.
2: Did you
1: play for Urban Meyer?
0: Are you crazy? Go ahead, and kick me like that,
1: or Jim Tressel.
0: I played for Coach Tressel. Gotcha. Okay. I played for a respectable man. sweater vest Tressel. That's Locked right. Him. You would, too, dude. We should get him on sometime. He's the the man. Did he ever come
1: to practice with just a sweater vest and no undershirt? He came all the time. Just rocking tattoos?
0: Dude, we were playing Warren Warren Harding one time, the same school that Maurice Claret went to, and we were in Warren Harding. And, like, out of nowhere, the stands were going crazy. And I was like, what's going on? They're like, oh, dude, Coach Tress just came in. And they were like, somebody said he came in in a helicopter. And I was like, definitely didn't fly in a <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> and sure enough, he was just standing in the end zone the whole time. It was great, man. He was super cool. He's, he's one of my best friends. That guy's the man. He was, can't tell you how much stuff we put that guy through. He was still like,
1: grades come first. <laughs> I heard you were well-behaved in college. What? I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you're talking uh, about. not <laughs> at all. Well, ho- hopefully we can uh, we can break down some more opponent film next week after a Vikings win over the Gigantes here this weekend. We'll see. We'll either be well, why uh, you stay like that though. Well, it's going to be a close game, probably. It's, 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 it's a it's tough game. playoffs. Ninety-five percent of uh, the American betting public thinks the Giants are going to win the game, so or at so least cover if, the three.
0: If they win, but they only win by one point, am I going to have to listen to this whole thing a whole another week? Uh, or the, is it officially going to be like, hey, they made it to the divisional <laughs> round. We can actually call well, them a good team. I'm just asking if they go to the next round. Can everyone please just shut up and just and, be like, fine, we're just going to watch the game and enjoy
1: it like everybody else. The word that I don't want to hear at all anymore is sustainable. Is it? Is it sustainable, dude? It oh. is January 11th. Okay, it has it has been sustained. 20 weeks. It's it been sustained, but they might not be able to do it next year. Who cares? But it those, doesn't matter at this point.
0: But those three <laughs> losses they had were really ugly. Three out of 17,
1: huh? Okay. I'm serious. Go For you and the audience, go look up the 2008 Arizona Cardinals, the only other team with <laughs> a bottom they've five been defense. Super Bowl,
0: I swear to God, I'm letting everybody have it. Everybody's <laughs> getting it. I'm going to call everybody and be like, you were so wrong. Apologize, please. All right, we got to go.
1: Alex we- has a, a an offensive lineman bro slumber party happening, and um, we got to get this thing posted for, for the masses of Purple oh, Daily really audience that just want to hear from you. He's Alex Boone, 10-plus year NFL vet. I'm Phil Mackey, just an idiot quick, with a microphone. Mm-hmm. Did you notice I was kind of on a better behavior today? Yeah, I think. Uh, like, naturally,
0: I, he- I was a little. Do you know why? It's because of this guy. You, want you to know, see he was the one that he was the one that had to watch me in the rooms. Oh God, he was the he well, he had sure the he power to veto me if I got a little too unruly. He because at times they'd be like, "Dude, we should find these guys for this, this, and this." He'd be like, "No,
1: we're not." Most most nervous guy in America probably Jeremiah Cyrils having no, to be. You're, you're never. Oh God, just just don't mind him. He's just. he was the only guy I ever listened to. Like when he was like, "Bro, be."
0: A little crazy. I was like,
1: I'm sorry. His, I'm sorry. his I'm personality is just a—it's a little bit more than you're <laughs> no, used to. It'll be he fine. Was the best. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we gotta go. Yeah. We gotta go. Yeah. Trenches with Boone yeah. on Purple Daily. See so you guys.